and welcome to the Fiorella Files. I'm your hostess, Fiorella Nash, sometimes known by my nom de plume, Fiorella de Maria. I'm a writer of crime fiction and historical novels and an incorrigible bibliophile. It's wonderful to be making a programme on pretty much my favourite subject, books. On my show, I will be introducing you to books classic and contemporary that you must read, should enjoy reading, or should not touch with an 11-foot barge pole. Once a month, I will also be doing my special edition children's book show involving younger reviewers talking about and sharing their favourite books. Before I go on, I was asked about the 11-foot barge pole the other day on Mike Church's show and asked if I could confirm that it was 11 feet. I'm afraid I can't, never having actually seen one or taken out a tape measure, but I'm assuming that barge poles are 11 feet long because of the expression. That's not a good answer, but I thought I'd just put that out there. Now, this week I have three heart-rending books on one level, but as always, very different. As many of you know, from previous editions and also perhaps from my writing, if you have perhaps read any of my books, is that I'm very interested in memory. The way we remember, the way we reconstruct memory, the collective memory, personal memories, cultural memories, it's always been hugely fascinating to me. So the non-fiction book I have chosen to start off today is a collection of letters called Letters from a Lost Generation, First World War Letters of Vera Britton and Four Friends. It's edited by Alan Bishop and Mark Bostridge. Now, there's been so much said about the First World War in recent years because you had the centenary and all sorts of commemorations went on. But what I generally find is there's a little bit less literature on the First World War than the Second World War. I don't know whether it's because the Second World War is a little more recent or because it was just so incredibly world-changing in all sorts of ways and right across the world. So perhaps that's why. But it is very noticeable. There just seems to be a little bit less literature available about the First World War. Now, when we learnt about it at school, we all did the war poets, mostly Rupert Brooke, the soldier, if I should die, think only this of me, that there's some corner of a foreign field that is forever England, and Wilfred Owen, by contrast, talking about people dying in gas attacks. So it was a little bit stilted and a little bit limited, Um, There was something like 100,000 poems written during the First World War, and we only tend to study a handful of them. But that is very much the prism through which we remember the First World War. It does tend to be poetry. And Vera Britton is very well known over here because she wrote a memoir called Testament of Youth about the First World War, about her experiences. She worked as a nurse during the war. Her fiancé went to the front and never came back. Her brother also, and a number of her very dear male friends. So she became, if you like, the voice of youth, the voice of the women who went through that war. Her memoir was described by someone in terms of expressing the tragedy of the war. I think the review stated, 
Many things have been written about the horror of the First World War, very little about the heartbreak. And that was Vera Britton's Testament of Youth. Now, I'm not going to be looking at that particular book today. I may look at it in a future episode, because many years ago now, this collection of letters was put together, and it's Vera Britton's letters to her fiancé, Roland, and her brother, Edward, but also two other friends, and their letters back. So it's a, a lot of correspondence there between a young woman struggling to make sense of what's going on, the huge excitement and enthusiasm of the declaration of war, then the harsh reality, the grief of being parted from the men she loved, and then, of course, the horror of receiving the news that her fiancé had gone, then her brother, then her friends. One of the reasons I think this is such an important collection of letters is that it is very immediate. They're letters, they're personal letters. Sometimes they're quite quirky, they're very touching and tender, particularly when she's writing to her fiancé and he's writing back. Roland refers to Vera as dearest child and dear child. It's all very sweet and very spontaneous, one gets the feeling. But it's also completely unfiltered. One of the difficulties with memory, with the way we remember and reconstruct our memories, is that it doesn't take long for filters to start to appear when we look back. And in fact, that happened to Vera Britton. What was most interesting to me when I read Testament...